episode of Daydream Believers. I'm Elle. And I'm Elle. We are Elle. Elle. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Elle, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Mm. I've been contemplating making TikToks oh. of me dancing. Ooh. And, yeah, that's the oof is what I'm feeling. <laughs> like, it's just like, I want to make TikToks because it's fun and I want to learn yeah. the little dances because I get yeah. the song stuck in my head every day. Yeah. But the idea of posting a video of me dancing, I'm not embarrassed to post it, but it's just realizing how uncoordinated I am. Oh, uh, man. To tell you the truth, I was actually thinking of suggesting to you that on the Daydream Believers TikTok, for us to do some of those TikTok dances, but then I realized, oh, shit, I can't fucking dance. How the hell am I going to suggest that to you? And then all we're going to do is make a fool of ourselves. Speaking for myself. Yeah. You well, may be a way better dancer Look, than me. I dance all the time. Like, when I'm by myself, almost every day I find time to dance. But That's it's good. Yeah, and I, I feel fine. Like, I enjoy dancing, and it makes me feel happy and stuff. But it's the choreography that Ooh, gets yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I'm the kind of person at weddings that I like to people watch. Oh, I like to watch I love people. people watching. Like from the side of the dance floor, just I got my little moves, like side to side. You mm. know, that's where I live around there, and then I just like to watch people really do their thing. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person to be like get in the middle of the dance floor, being like, "Woo!" I'm just fucking dancing. And no, 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 no. No, I think I'm like I'm a people watcher in everyday life, and I'll oh, still yeah. be people watching while I dance. But I like being, I like dancing. You like being. In the I middle like and not like, in the middle. Whoa! I'm not a middle oh, dancer. No, no, not at the top of the chair. Yeah, I like dancing, though. I could get, I get down on it. <laughs> get down on it. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about dancing just brings so much joy. and You feel free. It is. And your nice. body feels like actually able to express everything. It's it's actually a very thera- therapeutic thing to do. Oh, I, I, I definitely see that. And when yeah. I'm by myself, I like to dance. Have a boogie. Have a boogie. I, I, I get down. Get, get down downtown. on it. <laughs> <laughs> but... I think about my wedding yeah, and the bride is obviously the center of attention and the center of the dancing, particularly Greek dancing. Yeah. On the tables, on the chairs. Oh yeah. And I remember, I remember thinking, fuck, I can't wait for this bride to be over. (laughs) You know, to the part where it wasn't the Greek dancing, you know, the, the songs about the bride and then everyone's got to go to the front of the line with the bride and remember that dance. Yeah. I feel like I just give me some like, you know, classic like '80s wedding music, and that's where I live. Hell yeah! I remember at your wedding, Moon Dance playing straight yes. after your wedding, like the Greek music part yeah. happened, and I was like, yes, a nice sm- slow move into the, the type of music that should be played. So that's what I that's what I wanted. Okay, yeah. so when George and I got introduced, we got introduced with "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah, by yeah. Guns and Roses. You know how cool that was. You felt like I, I felt cool. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt really cool. I've got this, everyone walks into like these love songs and they're so nice and sweet. And then I've got this fucking rock song playing. Whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. (laughs) And George and I are like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That was cool. It was a good wedding. I remember dancing a lot that wedding. It was good. Thank you. But yes, but I think maybe we should do the TikToks with us dancing. We'll just practice. Yeah, just just, you know, give us a little bit of you know, Yeah, if you guys, if we do put up some, like, reels or TikToks of us doing these choreographed TikToks, please be kind. Please be kind. <laughs> okay. And I'm not going to tell you which L is which, so you just have to figure out <laughs> which one of us is the one. Oh, me with my hunchback, like, awkward <laughs> dancing. No. 
No, it will be great. Speaking of hunchbacks, yes. Today's topic is about body image, comparing ourselves to others, Mm. our relationship with our own bodies, and things like that, which can really influence how we show up in the world. We were talking about confidence in terms of our mindset a few weeks ago, but now we're talking about confidence in terms of how we feel physically. Yes, and this is something that everyone will relate to in some some way. I'm sure everyone out there has something that they wish in their mind that could change, but you know what? You're perfect the way you are. Exactly. Uniqueness is your gift. Exactly. Exactly. Before we get into that, we are going to talk about some music history and what was number one throughout the years. Awesome. Now I've got some doozies here. Doozies. Doozies. Yeah. In 1962, Big Girls Don't Cry by the Four Seasons had a five-week run at number one. Wow. Five weeks. Five weeks. It's a good song. And I remember when we were looking at this fact earlier, I was like, Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. And then I realized, like, you know, there's another version of the song. If you haven't listened to it, I highly suggest you do because it is a beautiful song. Yeah. Don't make me sing it for you because... She didn't sing it very well when she was trying to explain it to me before. I was was killing it before. You did not. In 1966, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys was number one. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. I've spoken about that song before. I think it was on one of the other histories. In 1984, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wan was number one. Oh, I spoke about that song in last week. I love that song. Wake me up before you go-go. All right. What a jam. Such a jam. In 1985, We Built This City by Starship was number one. I can't not sing that song. Every we time. this city on rock, rock and, and roll. Oh. In 1988, Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. You have to squeeze one. in Bon Jovi every uh, weekend. I'll squeeze in Bon Jovi wherever I can because they deserve it. John Bon Jovi is an angel and one day I would love to marry him with my husband as well. <laughs> Okay, me and my husband will marry Bon Jovi. He's got the voice of an angel and the fur face of one. Fur face. Fur face. I was about to say, and the face of one. (laughs) Alright? I mumbled that all, okay? (laughs) And finally, in 2002, Lose Yourself by Eminem was number one. Oh, Eminem. Eminem. Chicka Chicka Slim Shady. (laughs) What? (laughs) You don't know what that... Chicka Chicka? Yeah, they say like, Chicka Chicka Slim Shady, I'm sick of him. You don't listen to Eminem, do you? Oh, I I dabbled. I dabbled. I've dabbled. Ooh, I I'll like get you him. more into it. I, I love like Eminem. Him. Yeah. I like Eminem. I love Eminem. He's great. There's a lot of artists that I like, but doesn't mean I listen to their music. You know what I mean? I get I you. used to listen to his music a little bit, and it kind of stayed with me. I think I went through a very big Eminem phase. Big fan. It's dozed off. I've gotten out of the R&B rap kind of phase and into yeah. the whole... Rock and roll! Yeah, back into the rock and roll. Cool, that was awesome music history. Thank you, thank you, sir. And also, something else we have recurring in each episode is we will let you know if you share a birthday with a celebrity or a singer. Yes. Today's birthday that we have chosen is 14th of June, and Mm -hmm. on the 14th of June, 1961, it was Boy George's birthday. So that is the birthday you share. With Boy George and Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump. We yeah. But yeah, not a fan come of the, come the come Trumpy. Come, 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 come
right, that is all the formalities out of the way. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our journey with body image. And we're back. So it was a bit hard to find songs about body mm. image. We we're trying to think of like doing a tiny little countdown to go with today's topic. But instead, we've come up with songs that we just wanted to recommend to you guys to give a listen. Yeah, I don't really have a song that I think about body image when I hear it. Yeah, <laughs> no, me either. It's hard to pick. Like, big girls, you are beautiful by Mika. I like that oh song. Oh my god, I haven't heard that song in a yeah. long time. Well, people should listen to that song. I didn't even think about it too oh, now. Yeah. But yeah. As you guys can tell, lately I've become a little bit obsessed with TikTok. And there was, uh, yeah, you couldn't tell. Um, (laughs) There is a band that I found on there called Sundial, and they have a song called 24, and it's just really cute. The lyrics are really lovely to go through. It's just Mm. explaining very relatable lifestyle of someone in their, like, early to mid-20s in that in-between phase between, like, half your friends are, like, married and grown up and the other friends, like, still live with their parents. It's, like, about that relatability there. And I just found it a really cute, relatable song with awesome lyrics, and they have a bunch of other songs as well. So I thought I would plug a nice new little band. I like or not that. band, but duo, duo, whatever they're a called. Duo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm. All right, guys. So my first song recommendation is a Beatles song. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> but I wanted you guys to try out this Beatles song to introduce you to later in the Beatles career. So everyone hears the Beatles and they think, you know, I want to hold your hand. So I think of all those songs, the very early, early 60s rock. But this came out with the letter B album, okay, which is the last album that came out. So I've got a feeling by the Beatles. Try it out. It's a good introduction. It's nothing too crazy weird because they do have a lot of weird songs, but this one's not a, not a weird one. It's just some nice rock song. Nice. I love that song as well. My second recommendation, now this one is probably a known song to many, probably haven't heard it in a while. Mm. Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. The song that is known to me as the Jimmy Neutron song in my head. Oh, yeah. But that song, right, I went out a few years ago for a friend's birthday and this bar we were at was completely dead. But then that song popped on and me and my friend Jacinta danced our asses off to it in this empty dance floor. And the music was just... It was such a good song to vibe to. Yeah. If you're in a shitty mood or if you're in a mood where you're a bit like bleh, mm. just pop that on and just put some headphones in, play it really loud and just get in the zone. It really fires me up every time I need yeah. That's a, a little bit song. of like motivation. That's a good one. Yeah. It's also in a lot of movies. Yeah, it's in I've heard it in a lot of movies. Mm. I'm like, the first one I can pick up is Spider-Man. My second and last recommendation is Telephone Line by Electric Light Orchestra. I was going to put Electric Light Get Orchestra as well. I, that's what I was going to put earlier. And then I was like, I'm going to change it to Blitzkrieg Rolf. Yeah. Why is Blitzkrieg Bob so hard to pronounge? Uh, that, yeah, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. I feel like they're just not talked about enough. Agreed. They're just not talked about enough. And their songs are so freaking different. So good. They're like amazing. Actually great. Yes. Would recommend. If you guys wanting to listen to a new band in an older kind of era, yeah. jump on it. Yeah, and Telephone Line is my favourite song, by the way. Mm. So try it out, guys. Let us know what you think. Emails. We'll leave our email in the description down below. Yes, for sure. All right, Elle, let's move on to body image. Elle, I would love to know what your story with body image, body confidence has kind of been like. Oh, that's, um, I'm going to use the word again. That's a doozy. (laughs) A doozy. (laughs) I don't want to be all doom and gloom on this podcast. But I think you guys might have gotten the gist by now that growing up, I haven't been very confident, okay? Mm. And 
I'm a lot better now, especially about my body image. But growing up, I was terrible with my body image. I don't know. I compared myself way too much to other people. Way too much. And I always thought, oh, you know, if only I looked like that. One reason that this made it quite prominent in my life is that I was the only European girl in my year level in primary school. Mm. Everyone was blonde with blue eyes and, you know, beautiful skin and not much hair. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just this little Greek girl with very dark hair and hairy arms because, again, I'm a Greek girl. Yeah, you did Um, get the hairy arm trait. I did not get that. I did. I did get the hairy arm thing. And I've been shaving my arms since I was about 11 years old. That's how sad it is. Oh, because you feel... I remember one of my little cousins, they were doing the same thing when they were in primary school because... You feel insecure even at a young age because you notice that other people don't have what you have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that has stayed with me, especially the hairy arms thing. I haven't seen hair on my arms. I'm going to say in yeah, a good I never 15 see it years. Anymore. Yeah, I literally never see you have hairy arms. No, no, no. I even, look at that, hairless L. Yeah. Freshly shaved last night. Just to show examples, she's pulled up her sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) I'm showing Elle my bare arm. I don't do anything to my arms, but I do have some bum fluff now. See, but you've got beautiful arm hair. Mine is not like that. Mine's very dark. Oh, really? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm very happy now that I've shaved my arm hairs. And you know what? It's kind of... I don't know if it's... I wouldn't say it's gotten rid of that body confidence issue with my arms. Because if it had, I would have stopped shaving them. Yeah. But I guess at this point, I've just become so accustomed to having hairless arms. Like, I've had hairless arms for more than half of my life now. It's yeah. all I really know. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that helped. But anyway, that's where, I think that's where it started. Yeah. Feeling very different to everyone at my, my level. And also, I'm going to say this. I feel like I was led by example. Yeah. So, my mum is a very beautiful woman. Yeah, stunning. Stunning. And I can say that easily. But she always made it very known to all of us that she was not a very confident person. She would always say, oh, I, I don't like my butt. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm certainly not blaming her. But I don't know if I grew up seeing that behavior and then I thought it's okay to be like that. Yeah, that's definitely so since what a, Since a very young age, I was very critical of myself. Extremely critical. In that age group when we're with just children, really, we're absorbing everything that's been spoken about around us. We're, like, learning how to interact with ourselves and with others based off of these big people in our lives, these adults. And so, yeah, of course it would change the way that you end up talking to yourself and you feeling like it is a completely normal thing to be around this feeling of, like, insecurity, really. Yeah. Now it's a struggle to not be like that to myself because it's a habit that I need to break. Yeah. I have to break it, Elle. Especially because I'm having kids of my own. It would break my heart if my kids grew up thinking about themselves the way I thought about myself because they're just doing what they see me do. Yeah. I don't want that at all. I want them to be extremely confident, happy with themselves people. And I need to show them that. So that's a habit that I'm trying to break. I love that you're, like, so aware of that, and that's something that you're really... Yeah. Super aware. And sometimes it's just awareness, because I know in the time that we were children, that wasn't something people spoke about. That wasn't something people even realized was something that they needed to show and lead by example with for their children. So you've got to really, like, pat yourself on the back for knowing that you're 
Thanks. You're you're contributing. You're actually putting not only yourself first, but you're putting your children's future and their mental health first as well. Yeah. Thanks. It's beautiful. I appreciate that. I'm not going to go on a huge rant about what I don't love about my body. Yeah. Because I'll probably be here for a long time. Like, I've got pointy ribs. You've seen my ribs, though. They're almost as big as my boobs. <laughs> like, they point. They are pointy. They are pointy. But that's okay. It's I've accepted my body. pointy boobs. I mean, <laughs> ribs. ribs. <laughs> I just imagine McDonough boobs, like the little bra. Yeah, those, those bras, those old school bras. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this. I've spent a lot of years working on my body. I mean, exercising, eating healthy. And I tell you what, it helps. It actually does. Yeah. I remember saying to myself when I was a bigger girl, because I did go through a stage where I was overweight. Uh, I think I've spoken about it on the podcast before. I remember thinking to myself, you know what? I'd be a lot happier if I was thinner, (laughs) you know? And when when I lost the weight, I wasn't necessarily happier, but I was a lot nicer to myself because of what I put myself through. Why did I put myself through so much scrutiny when I was overweight? Yeah. You know, it just wasn't fair. So I definitely learned to be nicer with myself after I lost all the weight. And now I'm having to deal with things all over again. Because obviously you have a baby. You've got to gain a little bit of weight. Like as a minimum, they suggest you to gain 12 kilos when you're pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. If if you've got the normal BMI, Hmm. if you're in that normal range, their recommendation is to gain minimum 12 kilos. But a lot of that is baby, a lot of that yeah. is... Um, water weight as well. Water weight. A lot of that is, you know, your placenta, yada, yada, yada. A lot of that is from the baby. But a little bit has to be extra fat. Yeah. So you give birth and you've got this whole new body. Like, my body is different to what it was before I had James. Yeah, understandable. You know? And it's learning to love it. Learning to love it. And I'm not going to lie to you, the first year was very hard. I struggled to find the time to work on myself again. And it was the realization of this is who I am now. Um, I'm just going to have to live with it. That was really hard. Yeah. But I tell you what, after a certain amount of time, you realize to yourself, you know what? What my body did was a fucking miracle. I created a fucking human. Hey everyone, what is holding you back from achieving your fitness and nutrition goals? Is it time, stress, confidence, lack of motivation, or maybe you're just sick of dieting? Do you feel defeated and discouraged because you're not where you want to be with your nutrition and fitness? If you're done being frustrated and discouraged with your lack of success, check out the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about how to change your fitness and nutrition using the principles of mindset, motion, and momentum. We take a deep dive dive into what makes you tick and how to overcome all of your obstacles, physical and mental. Our goal is to change your health from a chore to a lifestyle. The gift of life. You literally Literally. gave your child the gift of life. Exactly. And because of that, you need to be so much kinder to yourself. What my body has done is fucking crazy amazing. And I love it in a whole different sense now. Yes, I've got a little bit of stretch marks. Yes, the bottom pouch of my tummy is a little bit more out there than what it used to be. But I'm actually totally okay with it because look at the gift I got. Yeah, exactly. For doing that. Exactly. You know? 
And you would do it all over again. Oh, yes. That is my story. It's, it's, it's obviously so very ongoing. I have a lot of things I need to work on. I just need to be nicer and appreciate myself much more. Yeah, 100%. It all comes down to that compassion we have for ourselves mm. as well. Because it's so easy to be our own worst critic. Yeah. But if we saw someone else doing the exact same thing as us or looking the exact same way as us, we would think of them as beautiful or we wouldn't yeah. really critique them the way we critique yeah, ourselves. Definitely... Well, thank you for sharing, Elle. That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Hey. Yeah. Hey. It is, yeah. what it, you know, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. L, take us through your story now. My story is an interesting one when it comes to body because I, I'm going to use quotation marks, have been blessed <laughs> with being skinny my whole life. Honestly, I'm, I'm grateful that I've got these genetics and like yeah. my metabolism has been pretty fast growing mm. up. But it also comes with a level that I think, I think people do talk about that skinny shaming kind of situation. Yeah. I don't think it's talked about properly sometimes. Mm. You get to a point where, like, when you're a child and you're not even underweight, I would say I was just, like, I was thin. I, f- I felt, yeah, you weren't, you definitely weren't underweight. Yeah, I was just thin. Yeah. But obviously coming from a European background and being, like, force-fed, essentially, every oh, yeah. time you go to someone's house, mm. being constantly told by relatives or teachers or other kids that like oh you're too skinny like you don't eat enough i remember in primary school having one teacher actually like make me stay back at school to watch me eat are you serious yeah like she made me stay in at lunchtime just so i would finish my food because she thought that i wasn't eating it and i'm like oh well i am eating it and it made me feel really self-conscious because i was like do people think i don't want to eat like i was really confused by it and i would have been like great too Wow. Anytime I did eat, I felt really uncomfortable because mm. people would be like watching me. I, I, even now, I have this weird thing when people watch me eat. And in high school, that was obviously didn't have a teacher pulling me back in at lunchtime telling me I had to eat all the time. Mm. But in high school, I was fine socially. I didn't feel awkwardly skinny. I didn't feel like uncomfortable with my body. Yeah. But at home life, I did with my right. grandparents or with anytime I saw them it was constantly like oh you're too skinny like oh you're like have some meat on your bones Just... oh my god haven't we all heard that yeah like, put some meat on your bones and it's like a okay. I, like I can't like I yeah. my body's just like this I was very active I played sports I went to the gym when I was in high school like I was active all the time yeah. and even when I started working I was always in retail or entertainment jobs where I would constantly be standing yeah. up doing things and So it was really hard for me to put on weight. I would eat a fair amount. And this is something I think I've always explained. Like, I'm one of those people that I will order food and sometimes I'll leave a bit of my food there. Yeah. Because how do you expect me to finish a meal that someone else at a restaurant can also order that's double the size of me and they can finish it? Huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, if me and a 120 kilo man order the same palmer and he finishes it, how can you expect me to finish it if he finished it? That is an excellent point. And sometimes, you know what? I'm going to bring this up quickly. Yeah. Sometimes you get shamed, by the way, yeah. if you don't eat all your food. I get shamed by people all the time. I used to feel like I had to finish everything all the time when I was yeah. younger because constantly had grandparents or anyone force-feeding me everything. Yeah. To the point where I felt unwell every time I finished a meal because I was eating even past the point I was full. Yeah. And so my stomach was not reacting properly. I was eating too much for what I could handle. Mm. I don't drink a lot of fluids anyway. I'm not yeah. a very big water drinker, intaker. So... Things were just like storing up and I would get heartburn. I would get so many like indigestion pains. And after all that, I ended up as a late high school, early adult, I ended up just being like, fuck this. I'm going to eat when I feel like eating. I'm going to stop eating when I feel like I need to stop eating. I'm not going to put myself through pain and make myself actually unhealthy and unwell after I eat. 
every single meal just because it's more socially acceptable to finish the plate. It's, that is it's just so, so damn true. My God. Another thing I want to touch on as well is how phases have come and gone in terms mm. of what is considered attractive. Yeah. As well, because back then, like in the 2000s, early 2000s, being thin, not having really a butt at all mm. was kind of considered socially beautiful. Yeah. Where now it's like having these curves and having boobs. Having a teeny tiny waist with yeah. big boobs, big bum. I remember being really, really embarrassed of my like small chest when I was in high school, like mm. late high school, early adulthood, and feeling like I wasn't womanly. Mm. and looking at other females and being like not comparing myself in a way where I beat myself up about it it wasn't even that I was worried about attraction it was like I worried about the fact that I wasn't feminine right yeah yeah Yeah. and Mm. it was like this thing like okay like I'm not going to be able to have this level of femininity that other women have I can't wear certain tops that other women have but yeah I just feel like social media in general has really shifted the way we look at beauty standards mm. as soon as you're part of one beauty standard it shifts and then you're like not part of the next beauty yeah, standard exactly. and that's when you've got to realize okay these beauty standards are just not even real yeah if someone could be considered attractive three years ago then they're still considered attractive now it's just like it's a trend it's just not in anymore yeah to be the Kate Moss type exactly you know or to be like the Kylie Jenner of yeah. circa 2014, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the huge negatives about social media now. Yeah. It gives you a platform to be yourself and to be confident. So you get to show people that side of you, but really behind closed doors, all you're doing half the time, and maybe this is my experience, all you're doing half the time is looking at these bodies and these faces that you see and you're like, okay, I'm not like that. So I'm not fucking good enough. Yeah. So these days, there'd be so much more confidence issues and body image issues. Yeah. It's a sad reality of what today's society is. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very sad reality. It's interesting as well, though, because, like, you look at what the new trends are kind of at the moment. It's like yeah. no makeup, makeup looks. And so yeah. it's, it's you're wanting to – it's where having this beauty standard of being natural, but it's, like, an, not an authentic version of being natural. No. So even for me right now, like – I post stories on Instagram all the time and I feel I'm fine to not wear makeup and to just be in the story as I am, but I've developed this habit of just putting a filter on straight away Yeah. because Mm. sometimes you forget what you look like without the filter and you're like, oh, as soon as you turn the filter off, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you get this warped version of what reality is. And even if you're not wearing makeup at all, the filter still just adds that little bit of extra thing that you feel like you're missing from your natural face. Yeah. And it's just, it's quite concerning to think, like, how many people are sitting there forgetting what their actual beautiful qualities are. They're, like, yeah. losing sight of what their true beauty is because they're focusing so much on what, like, these artificial parts of beauty can yeah. be and can give them. I think the final the final thing that I want to say, and I know that Elle would want to say this too, is that let's embrace our own uniqueness, our own unique beauty. Everyone is beautiful and everyone has something that makes them them. Yeah. You don't want to look the same as everyone else. You know, I know it's so easy to compare yourself and think, oh, why can't I have hair like that? Or why can't I have a bum like that? Why can't my nose be like that? Honestly, you just need to look within inside yourself and realize, you know what? I am beautiful the way I am. You don't have to change yourself to be beautiful. You already are. (laughs) Exactly. Like an already are. 
100%. Like I said before, if you saw someone else walking down the street looking exactly like you do, chances are you wouldn't you wouldn't criticize anything yeah you'd be like damn yeah you'd be like damn girl (laughs) so yeah i would say like the most important thing to do is obviously don't compare yourself to others comparing yourself to others is never the way to go even though we have the same name we're both greek we're both born the same year i cannot compare myself to you and vice versa even though you look at us and you can tell that we're cousins you can tell we're family my literal body shape is still so different from yours yeah you know so we can't compare each other to each other. Not even on physical level, even mentally. Like yeah. you've gone through a different lifestyle than I've had. Yeah, like yeah, we've gone through different upbringings. We've gone through different circumstances in life that have brought us into mm. different areas of our life. It's just not comparable. There's no reason. There's always going to be the grass is greener on the other side scenario. Always. There is always going to be that. And it's about like just learning to shut down that inner critic we've never been taught how to do that as well yeah no never been taught back to what i was saying before about the environment i grew up in yeah all i knew was to be critical about myself so i've grown up being super critical same about myself that's what i like about our generation yeah we've become a lot more aware of things that you know what maybe didn't quite work and now it's up to us to change it exactly you know it's up to us to teach people around us and teach our kids you know what we love ourselves yeah for who we are mentally physically exactly mentally physically mm. every stretch mark every beauty mm. mark i that's you baby yeah that's you no one else has got the same scar i've got a birthmark that looks like a puppy oh that's cute yeah look a... oh it does look like a puppy yeah <laughs> so i have this mole on my chest that's quite large and yeah. i for the longest time was so so embarrassed i would never wear anything that was like a plunge neck not even because of like my flat chest because of this mole yeah and one day i went out and i was like no fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna see what it feels like to just show it off yeah and i've not cared about it ever since good on you you know what i mean like sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet if there's something that you're like concerned about something that you feel like everyone's gonna focus on chances are not everyone's gonna focus on it and even if they did focus on it shows more about them point of this is like the only opinion that matters is your own and whatever you're probably telling yourself right now is not even your own opinion it's probably brought on by social media by a parent by a habit that's formed like a negative self-talk habit that's formed and it's probably not even your own so just embrace who you are and honestly just to give an example of what Elle was saying about how people probably don't even notice what you're worrying about Elle how many times have I said to you, I don't like my legs because they're not straight? Yeah, she like, said that to me so many times and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. How many times have I said that to you and you're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Just That's nothing like, wrong with you. You know, even for me, like, as I mentioned, the, the, how we started talking about this was my hunchback, right? Yeah. I have a horrible posture. I always mm-hmm. have. And for many years, I felt like I was cons- completely consumed by the thought, like, oh, my God, I need to fix my posture. And I, I've been working on it. It's just yeah. it's years of this, so it's going to take a while to fix itself yeah. up. But it's like, you know what? Embracing my little hunchback, yeah. I don't mind that I, I – like, it's sometimes you got to just embrace what you have and love what you have anyway. If my po- hunchback never goes away – Oh, well, like, that's who I am. I've lived like this for so long and I've got friends and I've got family and I've got people and myself to take care of me and to show me the love and tell me that I'm more than enough. And it's not really anyone else's opinion that matters. It's me. I know that I am more than enough. Exactly. And you are, though. And so are you. And so is everyone. So at the end of the day, guys, the point that we're trying to make is love yourself, 
be yourself. You are unique. No one else is like you. And guess what? That's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. It's something you should embrace. Embrace yourself. Yeah. Don't make me start singing. Because I will and it will sound terrible. But we're embracing the terrible voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Do not forget to email us your thoughts on the episode. What has been your story with body image and body confidence or even mental confidence? Email us at daydreambelieverspodcast at gmail.com. But I will leave everything in the description. If you wanted to work with me, if you wanted to reach out, my Instagram is at emtcoaching. We also have a Daydream Believers podcast Instagram now. Yes, so if we you do. wanted to follow us, it is at Daydream Believers Pod, I think. Yeesh. But you will have everything linked down below. And we have a playlist that has all the songs that we mentioned throughout our whole podcast, mm-hmm. which will also be linked mm-hmm. in the description. Yes, and don't forget to check out those songs that we recommended, guys. Please do. They're good Honestly, songs. They're, they're good songs. Good songs. I do want to just add that I do have a podcast of my own. It is called Three Tickets Two. It is a podcast about movies and movies news. So I will link my podcast down below as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye, love you. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> bye, bye, love you.